Hello, and welcome to the bottom of the internet. This is Another Dead Pixel, the podcast that will never stop trying to make Fetch happen. I'm your host, Nick Vera. With me today, the man responsible for Y2K. It's Joe. Joe, how you doing hey. today? Glad to be here. I mean, it wasn't necessarily my fault. That's what you get for letting an elementary school kid, you know, play with you know, your computer programs and, you know, two digits are easier to type than four. What can I say? What do you want to be? Apple? <laughs> There's no age restriction on responsibility, Joe. And you, you failed us all. I what? mean, what? It never happened. It was all fine. No, I mean, what two system digits? Went down? What meltdown put, happened? Just put it's four digits. But put four digits. news, man. Seriously. <laughs> Four digits. That's all you needed to do. You put, it's just, I don't know. It's, 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 it's reprehensible, honestly. You know how much pe time people save by only writing two digits for the year? Imagine if everyone <laughs> had to do add the extra second upon every digit. You know, yeah. Mm -hmm. how, much, just... how much time you saved? About <laughs> half a second. <laughs> ah, fuck it. It's good enough. Yeah. I mean, uh, but yeah. So how are you doing? Pretty good. Um, so I realized today. Uh, I was looking through my budgets and uh, money I spend on things, and I uh, couldn't find a particular uh, utility call, uh, uh, payment that I thought I'd been making. Um, it was the internet, and I looked back through and searched uh, all of my payments. Haven't paid for internet since May. And it's November now. <laughs> so. Oh, how'd that would work out for you? I mean, I'm on the internet right now, so it's working out pretty good. Um, I checked around and I was like, I was like, well, I definitely haven't paid for it. And then I looked on, so I went to the app, the Spectrum app that I have, and it was like, no money due. And I was like, well, maybe it's getting charged to the wrong card, the old card, because I just got it. I just had to get a new one. And no, it's being charged with the correct card. It's zero dollars. So I mean, was that May? So June, July, August, September, October, and now November will be six months. Time is fifty-five bucks a month that I have not been having to pay for internet. So yeah, just a little over three hundred. You know, so you're like at what three thirty, three forty, something like that. So yeah. <laughs> So I don't know what to do. I mean, like, do I just let it go and and just say that if they try to bill me, just be like, no, you know, switch to AT&T or, or what? Well, if they do send you a bill, then you're going to have to pay it in one way or the other. But I mean, if it's if they're paying you what you what you owe, then you're fine. Take a screenshot of your uh, your current, you know, the statement where it says nothing's owed. And then at least you have proof that, hey, it said I nothing owed. So I was fine. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know, man. Um, but I don't know. <laughs> like, it's weird. I really should probably, I should probably call them and let them know because I don't want to get a bill for $600. I'd rather get a bill for a certain amount and make, make a deal with them to make payments or something on it. I, I don't know. But then again, what if I just... Never had to. <laughs> but hey, I, all I know is I, I moved into an apartment once where I just went ahead and uh, 
plug my TV into the you know to the wall and to see if I and like sure enough I got cable. <laughs> I never signed up for cable, but it was running. So I'm like, well, <laughs> fine. That's that's on them. <laughs> yeah, that's on them. Um, yeah, I don't know. So that was kind of a weird thing that uh, I figured out today. Sort of disconcerting. Uh, and I'll keep you appraised of, uh, apprised of, uh, how that turns out. If I don't see you on next, you know, in a couple of weeks, then I'm like, oh, that's what must have happened. <laughs> Spe- Spectrum's, uh, special agents came and, came and got me. They're just like, now nah, I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm in a Spectrum black site somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that's what you get, man. <laughs> well, the interest is going to murder you. That's what it is. It's yeah. going to be the interest. Yeah, so uh, speaking of internet, um, I was watching on the internet a little TV show that just came out recently on Crunchyroll. Uh, It's called Blade Runner Blackout. Um, And uh, so this is a new TV show. Uh, It's a new CG animation from Crunchyroll and Adult Swim. And of course, it's airing on Crunchyroll. Um, They've only aired two episodes so far i think the third one is coming out uh i think either tonight or on sunday or something like that um but uh so so basically it is um in the blade runner universe and it's taking place in 2030 somewhere around there so before so after blade runner original but before blade runner 2049 um, so just a little bit about it. It's, uh, begins with, uh, the main girl who's named L E L L E. And, uh, she's waking up in the back of an automated truck as it's driving down the road through a desert toward a big city. Um, she has no memory of her past or who she is. Uh, and then she sets out, uh, she sets out figuring out, uh, these things, and runs into resistance along the way, obviously. Uh, she has some sort of heightened ability to fight that kicks in when she's in danger. So it's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a story that you would think that this show would have. Have you heard anything about this? Uh, about so this, this one, yet? you said this is Blade Runner what now? Oh, sorry. It's called Blade Runner Black Lotus. Okay, you did mention all right. So you all right because there's Black Lotus and then there was a a short film Blackout. So yes. or Blade Runner Blackout. So I couldn't remember. That's that's I just got confused there for a second. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw this pop up on, uh, you know, like on uh, some things, but I actually haven't had a chance to see it. But to be honest, I actually haven't even seen the the latest uh, uh, Blade Runner movie. So I didn't watch twenty forty nine. It's good. It's long. Yeah. I, it's my wife hadn't seen the original Blade Runner, and my bo- my suitcase bl- uh, box Blu-ray box set was still in the states. So uh, now that we're back, I actually have a yeah. I would like to show her the original. You know that original one. I would almost recommend maybe going through and picking out some some choice um, trivia and and telling that to her. Uh, before watching it because it's like it's good but it's it's kind of to me it was kind of boring until I knew some things about how it was made um, and after that when I watched it I was like this is a lot more interesting um, because of sort of the 
the deeper things that they were trying to get across. But anyway, let's just kind of like that's a, it's a, it's a bit of a side uh, a side note. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was a um, I generally really liked the original. Uh, I grew up watching it, and so I remember when they came out with when you found out like, oh no, dude, the European cut was you know is different than the U.S. theatrical cut. It's like what you know? Yeah, they completely you know like you know. And then they ended up coming out with. Um, they came out with the director's cut and the director's cut wasn't, you know, like wasn't really what the director wanted. And then they came out the final cut and you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's like literally not, it's like little segments, little bits. And you watch the whole damn thing and you're like, okay, what's going to be different. And then you're like, Oh, they show the unicorn at the end. Okay. That's way different compared to just driving in the countryside. Um, uh, I used to know some weird fucking trivia about it too, because they, the opening or the ending theme uh, shots were actually taken from a different film. Uh, and I uh, there were like extra B-roll footage, and I uh, that was of the U.S. theatrical. Uh, yeah, when they show him driving driving away. Um, that ending, uh, which you know, it's like that is um, you know, depending. I forget which versions are what now because they all blurred in my head. You know, like I have my own head canon of what how it works now. Uh, but the the I forget that there's the scenery they used was recycled footage or like the B-roll footage for. Uh, panning shots for a different film, and they're just like, "Yeah, we'll just use that." That's a beautiful, you know, scenic drive. Like with that film, they uh, they took away a lot of the things that made it noir. They they added overdubs and weird stuff like that, and it just kind of it kind of took like it made it more palatable, I guess, to stupid audiences. But but it uh, took away a lot of the art of it. So but like 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 this film. So Blade Runner twenty twenty two or yeah, Blade Runner Blackout was in 2022, and it, and it, uh, I, I didn't watch all of that. I kind of started to watch it, and I was like, uh, I'll, I'll pass. I might watch it at some point, but, um, but, but this uh, Black Lotus, um, so this is from a, a Japanese uh, studio that's that's doing the CG animation. So it it is, I mean, in many ways, an anime. Um, the animation is really good. Like I, I really enjoyed the CG and how they're doing it. The fight scenes, especially are very competent, uh, quick and, and exciting, um, smartly placed and stuff like that. But like this show is having a really hard time figuring out if it's an anime or a live action. Um, I think there's some, something different about CG. I think that, like CG, you can't you can't do things that work in live action. You can't do things that work in anime or animation, uh, but pure animation. Um, and it shows with this. It's there's things that are just kind of awkward, um, things that are kind of anime, and they don't come off right because it's not a true like cartoon, um, which. Like that's only part of the problem. There's also the story itself. The the mystery that it's setting up isn't really very compelling, um, and they're giving you answers to questions that haven't had time to marinate. So, like in those right. first two episodes, they like they ask a bunch of questions, and they kind of answer a lot of them sort of way too quickly. Uh, I don't know if it's because it's only going to be one season or they have other things planned, um, but it's it's sort of like 
all right, I just learned about that. Um, I kind of wanted there to be a little bit more, you know, going on, uh, a little bit more of a struggle to figure out these answers, but they kind of blow their load sort of quickly. Um, and then like, finally <laughs> there are these street thugs that she runs into and they're just street thugs. They're just like dudes that want to take money from her, from her or whatever. And, uh, she beats them up and then they kind of go away, but then they come back and they're like the main villain. Like they're the, like the main antagonist and I'm, but there's all, there's also like the corporation guy who's like the really big bad, but these thugs, it's like, like they're not, they're not portrayed correctly. Like thugs like that, they get their asses kicked and they'd run away because they don't want to die. You know, but these are like, Hey, we're going to come back and fight this girl. We have this like vendetta against this girl. And it's like, these guys don't matter. Like, why are we wasting our time? I mean, I understand like you want to show us a little fight scene at the beginning to, 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 to get me interested. But after that, it's like, you need to move on to something that's more advanced. So, yeah. The, um, I, I've only, I didn't realize it was actually a series, uh, because when I just saw like the poster, I just assumed it was uh, going to be like a one-off animated, uh, film. That's what I thought uh, too. This, yeah. Cause the studio, uh, who, that did this, um, they made uh, uh, one of their one, early ones was uh, Starship Troopers uh, in 2012. There's been a couple Starship Troopers um, CG things. And I remember this one specifically in 2012, if it's the one I'm thinking of correctly. They had a really good like showing. It was like the uh, early teaser trailer. And it's just um, uh, Rico, I think is the main character's name. And it's just <laughs> kind of a panning shot from his feet going upward and him in his like this BA like suit. And he's just doing this monologue about how Oh, I'm going to do it in just, uh, I'm not going to do, do it justice, but he's talking about like how um, he's like before a drop or something like that. It's like, um, you know, you're shaking, but it's, you know, it's like when a horse is in its stable, it's not shaking because it's scared. It wants to run. And, you know, he's just like, he's getting him. It's, it's a really like, it's, it's a stupid thing, but it's, I remember watching being like, okay, you got me sold. I'm curious about this. And the animation was fucking stellar. Um, they also did uh, in 2012, uh, 2014, I'm sorry, 2014, uh, Appleseed Alpha. Oh. And, and that was always a fun series. Um, and then they, uh, I just quickly looked and they also, uh, I didn't realize they did another 2017. They did a Starship Troopers as well, another one. And um, with uh, Pro Project IG, they did a, um, they did the ghost in the shell, uh, CG, um, uh, film. And I, it was from what I remember that and the, um, the series was not really well received, uh, the newer CG stuff that they did. Uh, but they did do Ultraman, uh, which I think you can still watch on Netflix. Um, the Ultraman, uh, series is, had a fun twist on it and it's, uh, that was done in 2019. I thoroughly enjoyed that one. Uh, it was a different, uh, different take on Iron Man, an Iron Man Ultraman. So if no one knows what Ultraman is, he, or Ultraman, he's uh, essentially the original series is uh, uh, a, it's like an alien that a uh, guy is able to pretty much merge with an alien and grow into a like I don't know eight story human, and, but he's he has the power to fight, and it's uh, he only has he only can be in that form for three minutes, and then his little chest light blinks. And this is like his time's running out. So he only has like three minutes to kick the bad guy's butt. And it's, uh, it's very much a staple of, you know, traditional Japanese uh, hero, you know, fandom. 
Uh, but I thoroughly like that series a lot. And uh, it's just it's nostalgic because I watched some of it growing up and then I hadn't watched any of the stuff in, like since like, I don't know, the early 90s. So late 90s, 2000s, I didn't watch any of it. And I started watching it when I was in Japan again, uh, you know, like 2014. And also I'm like, there's a planet and there's a planet of Ultraman. I knew they had different they had different models like they kind of changed the look as every every other season or something but I'm like no there's a legit planet and it looks like there's a society of all these dudes and I'm like I, I I'm lost I'm like nope <laughs> I'm out so I pulled that ripcord and I was like I'm, I'm the, I can't enter that world because if I did there's no turning back yeah so these guys did an Ultraman uh yep, CG good it was good stuff okay. um so cool. you know and you're saying you're saying you like this one though uh and so uh, you know it's the, the animation is good. Yeah, like, the animation, yeah. Like, the animation is good. What they're... But they don't... I don't know. There's not a point that it goes full stupid where you're okay. like... Where you're like... I don't know. Sometimes with, with anime or animation, since they can do things that live action can't, it pays to go full stupid in an attempt to do something cool and crazy. And it, it doesn't do that. Um, and it's really not very interesting. Um, it's, it's kind of boring. Um, it's not like funny. It's, it's just okay. Like I wouldn't go out of my way now to watch the rest of this. I might watch a couple more episodes, but I'm not going to go out of my way to watch the rest of this if if something else better comes along. And that's um, sort of sad. I was kind of hoping it'd be something uh, a little bit better. Um, and who knows? It might develop. But it's just, they. I don't think that they really know. They don't, it doesn't seem like they have a good handle on the tools that they're, that they're using. Like they know how to make something, but they don't really know how to make it into a good story yet. Um, so, All right. so that, you're saying kinda... you're you're better off spending your time if you want that kind of cyberpunk theme to watch like season one of Altered Carbon. I mean, yeah, I guess. Like I've I've only seen season I've only seen like the first episode of Altered Carbon, and I wasn't I wasn't blown away. I didn't feel like I needed to keep watching it. But like I've heard it's got really got pretty good, really good. I don't know. I like season one. Uh, it throws it's it's not it doesn't explain a lot to you and it, it show it's like you're just thrown into this living world. And so they don't do a lot of narration of this is what this is, or, you know, it's like, not like, you know, they, they could, they do a little bit, but they could have done it so much more because he's literally like, un he's woken up after, you know, after a long period of time. And so it's, but it's, you know, but he, the, the time frame he was woken up from, there's not enough that's different. So he pretty much knows everything anyways. It's like, it's not like waking up from now and then waking up in the, uh, like a cyberpunk dystopia where like, what do you mean? What, what do you mean by jacking in? Or what do you mean by this or that? No, it's just like, he knows everything. So you just have to pick up based off context clues a lot of it or just by watching it. Okay, like so that, they're going to yeah. use this. They're going to use their terms and you're going to learn because you've watched it. You're like, oh, so this is what this means. And, you know, so, you know, they they just throw you in and it's really well done. Uh, season one was pretty good uh, from front to back. I was like, if you haven't, if you don't know anything about cyberpunk, I actually think that this is a really good onboarding uh, for you because okay. the idea of it, it touches a lot of different topics between um, 
you know, cloning your conscience as it were, because you're the, in this one, you're able in ultimate carbon. The big thing is if you're rich, you can literally make a carbon copy of your body, you know, have it cloned. And then you can just slap your, uh, a memory chip essentially into a new body. Uh, or you can just put literally put it into someone else's, you know, sleeve and, uh, it'll it'll be you because it's your program, right? So then, the, and there's religious people who are like, no, you can't. If you ever digitally copy yourself, you're losing your soul and you're condemned to hell. You know, so there is that uh, concept to it. And like this one, this one bit, this grandma gets, uh, she's been dead for a bit, but like uh, for a family get together, she gets slapped into uh, this uh, corpse, and it's a it's a street thug. So grandma comes back looking like a three like a 250 pound 600 uh, six foot tall uh thug with a vest and tattoos and piercings and he comes she comes back in and she's uh she's a hispanic grandma but yeah she's like she sees the family and she's all like oh yeah she's like little touching the kids cheeks and like and then like some of the uh most of the kids are cool with it but then like one or two of the adults like they're like this is wrong she wouldn't have wanted this she's like yeah, it's okay you know uh it's just super funny because yeah it's uh that's kind of the concept is they they play with things like that um they also do uh a lot of uh, it just it touches a lot of bases uh, a lot of good staples so when you watch this it kind of gives you a little bit of everything and then pretty much if you go to any other um cyberpunk you know thing you can like oh okay it's easier to wrap your head around because you've already seen altered carbon you're like oh that's from you know you can relate that and that's kind of what i did with my wife is i showed her that and she's like because she didn't really have much exposure. She knew the aesthetic, you know, as far as looking at games or media, but, you know, because she never saw Blade Runner, um, you know, and she didn't really see a lot of other things. You know, the, the other, only other thing she really knew is um, Johnny Mnemonic. Uh, so, yeah. You know, and I, I mean, like, and there needs to be more stuff bad. like Johnny Mnemonic because there's not a lot of deep cyberpunk. There's not, a, like, Johnny Mnemonic I would consider to be probably the most deep hardcore cyberpunk thing I've ever seen. It's not great in a lot of ways, but it is like, Hey, you know, Jack in and all of this, like data and corporations and stuff like that. To me, that is like the most cyberpunkian kind of aspects. And a lot of things sort of, they go into a cyberpunk world, but they don't really commit to uh, those, like all of those themes, which maybe there's a reason for it. But um, it, it's hard. It was it's hard to translate into a real life, you know, like full action, you know, live action movie without a massive budget. I mean, that's actually. Yeah. So that's why I was actually really impressed with what they pulled off with uh, a Netflix show like this. It was one of those early ones where like, you know, oh, wow, Netflix can pull something off. Um, so yeah. that's that's what I always you know, get my takeaway. Season two has the actor who plays uh, Falcon from the I, Avengers. I think his name is Anthony Mackie. Uh, probably I am terrible with names. I think, I think so I'll take your word for that one. Yeah. Uh, so he, uh, he's in it. And the thing is the tone kind of shifts a bit and I didn't really have as much interest in watching season two. So I gave out after like three episodes or maybe. So yeah. and it's unfortunate cause I really liked season one. Uh, but you know, it's like, it's, it's fine that they switched actors. I think just the writing itself changed enough to make it not as interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, this show, this uh, Blade Runner Black Lowe's, it's just all right. But I'm not going to stick with it too much. But something I did stick with um, until the end of this uh, first season is uh, the show Foundation, which um, I talked about 
uh, I think probably on our first episode. Um, uh, so I just watched the very last episode of season one this evening. So it's fresh in my mind. Um, so back when we talked about it before, uh, I kind of said that there's some interesting things uh, that I thought were in the book that kind of reflected our time now that kind of made, uh, what's his name? Uh, I just lost it. The author. <laughs> oh, um, it's not. Oh shit. I know. I'm trying, this to think is of it. Too. I'm trying to think um, of it. I'll get there. I'll get there. Uh, cause it's not Philip K. Dick. It's before him. It's one of the early, it's not Asimov. Is it? It is Asimov. Um, Isaac Asimov. Okay. We got it. We got it. We didn't even need <laughs> Google. Um, so I thought that there were some kind of predictive things that Isaac Asimov was putting in there. Um, these things, you'll kind of see them in the show. They were not in the original book. Um, so I just kind of wanted to correct that a little bit. Um, a lot of this stuff is taken, um, like the initial idea is taken, but they've made big adjustments to it. Um, so this show, I don't have too much to say about it because I don't want to give a lot away. Um, but I'll start with the bad. The weakest part of this show is the moment-to-moment dialogue. So when they are talking with each other, trying to get things sorted out, sometimes the dialogue is just hokey. They just, the acting or something, they just don't really land it quite quite right. Um, however, the overall story is really compelling. Um, they give you multiple sides of the conflict and they take time to flesh out the characters, making them feel more human um, and showing you their motivation and allowing you to relate to them a lot better. Um, story conventions are sometimes a bit crammed in. Like sometimes they need to, to make a jump from one thing to another and they don't have time to get there naturally. So they just say, here's what we're going to do next. And then they go do it. Um, but, uh, besides that, you know, like the, the story itself is really compelling. Um, they do a lot of good things with the show and, uh, dang, I forgot to switch. Um, uh, they do a lot of good, good things with this show and I really enjoyed this first season. Uh, I can't wait for the second season. I don't know when, when, if, and when it's going to be coming out, but it was, uh, it was it was a fun ride. I, I really liked it. I, I can't wait for the next one. I would like to give it a shot. Um, I just don't subscribe to Apple. And I know you offered me your your spot, but then I'd have to try to share it with your mom. And then I didn't want to mess up, like, too many hands in the pot. And I'm like, okay. So that, like, part of me wants to then be like, yeah, I'm going to see, click on all, as many bad things as I can possibly click on on Apple TV, just so when she logs in next time, she's like, oh my goodness, Nick, what are you watching? There's hardly <laughs> anything on there, so that plan's going to backfire on you. Uh, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> that part doesn't surprise me either, but, um, all right. Well, I'm glad you, I'm glad overall it was, you know, it was a solid win for you, so. Yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely it's definitely very good. It's a little bit kind of like uh, sometimes, but they definitely don't slow you slow it down too much. Uh, so I, I could recommend it. Um, 
So that's pretty much what uh, I've been watching that you haven't been Are, watching. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, I wanted to bring this up since we're still around like these topics right now. Uh, but um, I couldn't remember the name of it at the time. It was um, for cyberpunk in the vein of like Johnny Mnemonic. Uh, one that I liked that was uh, it was at the time more near future than necessarily cyberpunk. But it was going down that path is uh, a movie called Strange Days. Uh, this was made in 95 and it, the whole point is it was uh, is like a slightly altered future and it was uh, set in the year 1999 right at new year's uh and it's uh it's directed by um what was it uh Catherine Bigelow um let me look it up real quick yeah i think and so you know like the the woman who made um uh zero dark 30 okay uh you know so like it's yeah, and the main the main guy is um uh, Voldemort. Uh, I can't remember his name now. Schindler's List guy. Ralph Fiennes. Uh, yeah, that's it. So I think that's right. Uh, yeah. So like, uh, the idea is, uh, you're able to, um, you have the the more or less the base or like I think it's a a rig you wear, but you can record, uh, your memories and your uh, and it's everything everything you will experience if I trade mine to you is you'll you'll experience me in you know in first person but it, like one to one so if i fall down the stairs you will feel you like you falling down the stairs um oh. so the the idea is um you're able to experience lots of things you know like oh um i want to be i want to live that rock star life i want to feel like what is on the stage or doing a bunch of coke and everything like that and like you can you can experience that if you if you can find someone who or you buy someone's like memory chip um this one, you know, one of the guys who's help who helps out uh, the main character, he uh, is in a wheelchair, and so as payment, he uh, he gives him a chip. And when you see him, he log in. It's him running on the beach, or it's him looking down at a pair of legs running on the beach. So he's experiencing that, and uh, essentially, uh, there's a crime, and so someone someone has it captured, and uh, then you know things go awry, and you're trying to figure out who got murdered and or why they got murdered, and things like that it's uh it's so it's a murder mystery kind of but it has that early cyberpunk feel because of that certain technology wrapped around it and it was really good uh at least for the time i should say i don't know how i haven't seen it since um uh, the late 90s so i can't uh. really promise anything but like i said it had a really good director behind it um uh, and uh you know has pretty some a couple decent stars in it so i would recommend giving it a watch uh if you're some if you want something in the you know kind of like that vein it's pretty cool um that yeah, is, that's pretty uh, cool. I might check that out. You said it's called Strange Days. Yeah, Strange Days. Uh, it's you know, um, yeah, it's you know, it was. I it put an impression on me, but granted, I was really young at the time. Okay. Uh, but I also Johnny Mnemonic came around the same time, and I I've also stuck to that one. And I recently watched that one only like a year or so ago, and I think it still holds up. Granted, <laughs> a lot of it's kind of cheesy because of you know, like having the idea of the amount of space he has in his head is so minuscule. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's like a megabyte or something like that. It's so yeah, funny. Like, you know, like, especially when you're pulling out your phone memory chip and it's like, this is like 120 gigs, you know, and here he is had to put out like erase his memory and like make room for to, to, to implant in his brain. Yeah. I saw that probably three or four years ago now. And I, I mean, I remember thinking at the time, like this is freaking hilarious. Um, it was cool. It was cool. It, it also had a lot of problems, but I would, I would welcome a remake of Johnny Mnemonic just a full on like, Hey, this is a story, but 
we're going to update it and make it cool and maybe a little bit funny too. I mean, it's the whole reason. Johnny Monic was the whole reason why, um, you know, uh, they had uh, Keanu Reeves in Cyberpunk. I mean, without a doubt, if it wasn't for Johnny Mnemonic, there would be there, there done... wouldn't be that connection of why he's so important to have in a game like Cyberpunk. Well, he wouldn't have done the Matrix, I don't think. Probably they, not. They, they wouldn't uh, have. Well, that, that and also Will Smith him. turned it down. Yeah, so. <laughs> man, to do Wild Wild West. I mean, Will Smith made out on that one. <laughs> Dude, he won. He won a Grammy. Okay. <laughs> I, guess, I mean. That is a point. That is a point. I think He's I just... remember him having an interview feeling, saying like, "I feel like Millie Vanilli," uh, you know. And you know, their whole bit is they got their Grammy taken away for lip singing, I believe it was. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, yeah. it's uh, you know, you can, you know, you can't really predict the future on that one. And trying to trying to do the Matrix sales pitch probably wasn't an easy task. So. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the Matrix was a hard production, uh, and they, I, I don't know. Like I don't know if Will I don't know if it would have been as good with Will Smith, because um, with, with... he wasn't an action star. At the, I mean, he was he was a comedy family action star, but he wouldn't to do something a serious role like that. Uh, I don't think it, he would have cut cut it really. Yeah, I mean, after like I Robot, I could kind of see him, and especially I Am Legend, I could see him doing The Matrix and making it work. But before that, I don't know if he would have had the chops to to make that work. Not that really Keanu Reeves necessarily did either, but just something about it, the way he naturally is. He's naturally not funny, I guess. Um, so it, it fit better, but yeah. Yeah. He was, he was that, well, he was the blank slate archetype where you can kind of imagine yourself. Like what if my boring day to day office job, maybe there was something out there and maybe I can be the hero. Yeah. yeah he He's, did fit that. He, very he, well. he, he plays that really well. Yeah. He's like Frodo. I mean, seriously. <laughs> yeah, except he's a little taller. <laughs> so yeah. Um, all right. Well, I've been uh, actually what I've been watching as far as TV goes though is uh, uh, yeah, Mushoku uh, Tensei. Uh, the uh, it's a jobless reincarnation. Um, I I don't remember if I mentioned watching this before on here, but so season two just came started coming out and uh, dubbed. Uh, and it's a manga that I genuinely like, uh, and it it's it has a couple spinoffs now. I believe at least has one solid spinoff. Uh, but the the concept is it's another isekai. So um, the main character is a thirty something year old shut in, mooching off his family, and then his parents. I think both of his parents end up dying. So the brother, the siblings are like, okay, they're dead now. And you're such a slob that you didn't even bother attending to their funeral or anything like that. We're kicking you out. And so they, they pretty much just kick him out. And they're like, uh, but when he's just wandering aimlessly uh, from the, the shock of now being on the streets, he then saves someone from a high school kid from getting hit by a truck. So truck coon claims his life instead. Mm. Um, and truck then next scene, he wakes again. up as a, yeah, he wakes up as a baby uh, in another world. And but with all his memories and like like consciousness, so he's a thirty year old something man in an infant body, uh, and so he's you know he he realizes it's a different language. He realizes it, so it's he still has to do all the baby stuff like learn to walk again, and he physically can't because he's just not strong enough. Uh, but also he's a thirty year old man who has no real relate like like feelings towards his family at the time. So when he's just like. Oh, it's time to eat. All right, give me some of that, you know, you know, booby. And then, so yeah, he's a perv. <laughs> mm. 
Okay. Yeah, so it's just like, so uh, the maid who's just like, she every now and then she's like, I don't like that kid because he has a lecherous look to him, you know. <laughs> and you know, it's him growing. Him, uh, yeah, he learns to read uh, in secret because like if they find out this, you know, this one year old's reading, they're gonna have a, they're gonna freak. Uh, so he secretly tries to read, and he's trying to, and like he was like, oh, this is about magic. Okay, so there's magic in this world. Sweet. Uh, and his dad's like a famous uh, swordsman, and his mother's uh, like a magician. So he starts to practice magic on his own. And like first time he does a spell, he blacks the fuck out and just smashes his face to the ground. And he realizes this because he ran out of MP. <laughs> he's like, okay, there's there's a penalty for running out of MP. Um, and so essentially, he he becomes a prodigy. And this on this photo here that you have up, uh, the little blue haired uh, girl is. Um, she's also a prodigy, but she's licensed and everything like that. So she goes ahead and she train like they hire her as a tutor. And essentially, he uh, as he gets grows up, he then uh, wants to he wants to help go to a, the academy, and he wants to, his green haired friend to go to the academy as well. So he wants to earn the money for it. So the parents get him a job as a tutor to the redhead. Um, ah. and she's a spoiled brat. Uh, she literally like she's she got everything what she, she ever wanted, and so she she picks on him, picks on him by beating him up and stuff like that. It's it's straight up bullying. It's kind of funny. Um, and yeah, he eventually wins her over to you know and convinces her to let him teach. Uh, and then an explosion happens, a, like a a weird orb in the sky, and then it explodes, and then everyone in that like. I would say that the state or prefecture that they're in pretty much gets blown out of the con out of the continent. Like they get moved over two continents over. Whoa. Uh, yeah. Like there's a lot of people who are dead, but like a lot of people who are alive. So they're like, Ooh, who knows? So then their adventure is like, we're moving this way. So that's pretty much all of season one right there in a nutshell. So season two is them making their way back. You know, uh, they made their way to a new continent. Uh, so it's, it's entertaining. It's fun. Uh, you think you're gonna stick with it? Uh, I uh, probably, most definitely. I've been reading the I've been reading the comic for years, um, the manga. So it's I came across it, a, you know, a little late, but it was one of those like, oh wow, there's a lot of them, a lot of chapters issued out already, and that's nice. You know, having to wait on chapters sucks. So it's good to have like a hundred or so, or even fifty or so, or some amount, so that you can yeah, you can just read through and don't have to wait until you catch up. It's nice to binge, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, so that's exactly what I did with it, and that's when I realized, oh, this is probably one of the earlier Truckcoon ones because by the time it, everyone was already doing it and people were already making fun of it, like this had already been out for a while. There was a number. I'm like, oh, okay, this is all right. That that puts it into perspective at least. Um, no, it's it's entertaining. Uh, my wife and I would watch it, and we have a good time. Uh, it's you know, it's nothing. It's not like fine art. Nothing. No, it's just stupid. It's a stupid thing, but it's it's an it's entertaining so uh yeah i'd recommend giving that a watch cool. uh, i've also been watching uh, a new sports anime called uh remain and the this one is about uh a new team playing water polo uh so the main character he's he apparently was a uh, part of the middle school like all japan champions uh and he gets involved in a car accident and it wipes his he literally is in a coma for like six months forgets everything forgets the last three years of his life so his entire water polo career 
and then he has to he when he wakes up he's like yeah i'm fine everything seems to be good i'm just not as strong as i used to be and i have no recollection of the last three years or all my friends um <laughs> and then he's like and now i have to study for uh for high school entries exams oh crap <laughs> so he's trying to read study you know for those and he's like how is how how come it's so hard for me to learn something that i should already have learned <laughs> you uh, know but yeah funny. so he he comes in as a but he he gets pulled into water polo again for one reason or another and uh he's he's trying he's having a good time but he meets up with these you know an eclectic band of friends and they do their you know uh sports thing where everyone tries really hard and everyone has their own motivations uh but it's a fun anime it's it's you know uh i'm surprised uh, it could go one of a couple ways when you have a, a, a anime like this like there was an anime called free and that was about swim, like freestyle swimming and swimming competitions, and that was huge fan service for the ladies. Um, yeah, and... I was gonna say uh, when I was trying to find this image, I uh, found a lot of screenshots of speedos and people <laughs> in those speedos. <laughs> yeah, uh, that this one wasn't so bad, but when it comes to free, for example, they knew what they what they were because the ending theme song to that one had them all in stripper outfits, um, like the traditional like uh, like Wait. one was a fireman, one one was a police officer. Oh, uh, maybe it was <laughs> free that I was looking at. I don't know. Yeah, because and they were. It's funny because they're doing this little. They're doing these little dance numbers. It's well, one was a lab coat and another one was an astronaut, and it was just really cheesy, but it was really funny. Um, YMCA that, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty. Like honestly, I watched. I watched three seasons of that. Uh, it okay. wasn't as. You know, it wasn't actually that bad, but also I had a good laugh, so it was fine. Uh, but as far as this one goes, remain. Uh, it's interesting. I seem to be like I like it so far. Um, the character development is uh, a decent pace, uh, so it's not like in the, no one person is a big huge downer or nothing like that. So it's it's all right. I you know I'm having a fun time. And okay. now the last anime I've been watching, and I know you've been watching it as well, is uh, Komi can't communicate. And uh, yes, I've we've both watched seen... through five episodes of this. Yeah, so this is coming out weekly on Netflix. Um, so this is, you know, this is uh, different for Netflix because usually they just drop all of them at once. Yeah. And I've seen the manga cover. I've never actually given it much, uh, much of a chance, mainly because I just didn't have enough time. And so the cover didn't do it justice. I do have some stuff to say about the manga a little bit. Um, so, because uh, today I looked up the manga to. I kind of stumbled upon it. I didn't know it was a manga. I kind of figured it probably would be, but I stumbled upon it. Um, basically, like it's uh, so Komi, Komi can't communicate um, is a manga series by Oda Tomohito, which began serializing in Weekly Shonen Sunday since November 25, 2016. Um, so it's kind of coming up on an anniversary, actually. Uh, and uh, so it's a comedy romance written uh, and drawn about girls and boys with problems uh, on their communications to other people. Um, before the series was published in Weekly Shonen Sunday, it was first published as a one-shot in Shin Sendai Sunday Grand Prix in 2015, which resulted in its serialization after gaining popularity from readers. So I went and just tried to read the uh the one shot 
And I stopped when I'm like page two or three because it was starting to give away things that I think the show is going to go into. Um, okay. But I did kind of take a look at the manga uh, after that a little bit. I've got some stuff to say about that, but I'll get to that in just a second. So you go ahead. Oh, yeah. No, man. It's fine. It's, uh, it's you know, uh, so if for uh, the quick uh, synopsis is just, uh, you know, starting new high school life and uh, this, you know, this kid's trying to be as normal as can be. Doesn't want to, you know, uh, doesn't want to stand out too much. Just wants to live that uh, the average boy life. And in his classroom is um, the they overly exaggerate, but like the most beautiful person in the world, because essentially whenever she walks, she literally takes everyone's breath away and everyone's swooning over her. Uh, everything she does is just so stunning. Um, and it, it, that person just happens to sit next to the main character, which immediately draws all the hate and ire by all the classmates because everyone wants to be next to her, which I always thought was funny because I'm like, wait a minute. She's in the middle of the, the rows. There's someone on the other side of her too, uh, but they never focus on that person. It's so just the main character. This show is is freaking hilarious. Like it is so funny and so endearing. Um, they all the stuff that they do. They, there's like constantly like breaks in the action where you know they break from the normal animation that they're kind of showing you the slice of life animation, and they go into like some kind of dark world or like shonen type animation. And it's super funny. As far as Komi herself goes, like she's just freaking great. I mean, like they do such a good job of, of making her and then supporting her as being this like super human, this like, meta human that is above like everybody else <laughs> everyone throws her on a pedestal she they will like if she were to screw up like if she were to fall on her face um which she doesn't but or at least not from what i've seen but they would somehow the whole uh, the whole world around her would spin it to being like she did that on purpose to show something or there's some meaning behind it and you know it's because anything she does that you know possibly is a flaw or like you know and you find out her you know but as the title says, she has communication issues. She does not feel comfortable talking out loud. And so she'll stay quiet and someone will ask a question and she, they, she won't respond. And they're like, you're absolutely right. I, I, I understand what you mean. You shouldn't be like that. Or, yeah. you know, yeah. Like the way that they, the way that they show this. Um, so somebody will say something to Comey and then she'll just freeze and it'll be, they'll kind of show you what they're seeing where she's just like not doing it or saying anything, just kind of looking at them, like glaring at them almost. But then it'll kind of zoom out and it'll show her face is animated differently from the way it was. It's not like all pretty and, and like quote realistic. It's like very uh, like stylized and her eyes are wide and she's just like shaking like up and down because she doesn't know what to do. It's so funny and so cute every single time. Yeah, her reality is she's petrified of talking to people, but everyone else sees her as being stoic and just, you know, like, oh, you must be thinking and pondering something like uh, a superb answer. And, they, every, you know, like there's flowers around her and everything's great. And then, but in reality, she's just trembling like a leaf. You yeah. Know? So it's, and, it is, it's hilarious how she acts. And like with that, like the show implements like manga style 
text cards that really add to the humor and communicate to the viewer because a lot of times the characters they're all kind of awkward in their own way and they can't and some and they can't really communicate so instead of the show just saying like like cuz a lot of times people are just frozen not saying anything but the show will pop in like either uh either like a uh like un, like a what do you call it um like a, like a dub or it'll show a like a manga style text card and it to try to explain what's going on and it's almost always it's it's always useful but it's usually like really funny or clever in some way um yeah so it, it's it's really smart for that yeah the uh, the main guy he 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 understands her uh trouble to communicate and so he's trying to uh, her her dream is to make a hundred friends, and so he's trying to help accomplish her to overcome her obstacles. A hundred friends seems to be it's a common Japanese trope. Yeah, um, it's kind of arbitrary. It's just yeah, it is. It's you know, a goal. Hundreds of big number for a child, you know. So it's uh, you know, and uh, anyone with Facebook knows that a hundred a uh, hundred anything doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah. So they're not real friends. Um, so that's, you know, but that's the idea is he's trying to help her break out of her shell and get more comfortable. And the, the big, the, the twist is the school is filled with freaks. Uh, their words, not mine. It's yeah, literally, everyone, so... everyone has a special, it's like, it, it's not a normal, you uh, normal high school where you have to exam your way in. You're literally uh, accepted via interview. If I remember correctly. Oh yeah. They do say that. Don't they? Yeah, so so you can just get in by uh, how well you interview, but because of that, everyone has their own quirk and everyone has their own thing that they makes them unique and special, meaning that everyone's different in an extreme way. So yeah, it's, it, it makes it a big difference. At the end of episode two, they kind of show you that the school is not really like a normal school, so I'm kind of wondering like where that's gonna go. So I, I did get a chance to look at the at the at the manga a little bit, um, read the first few pages of the serialized version, and um, I think that this show or that this story really comes alive with the anime. Um, they're able to bring out a lot of nuance and communication that the manga seems to have a hard time with. Uh, so like when you're reading the manga, you can outpace it, uh, outpace what it's trying to tell you um, probably because it has to only fill so many pages or whatever, but with the anime, they're able to like freeze you and make you wait for the awkwardness and the humor to set in and then pop in whatever thing they're going to do next. And I, I, so in some ways, I mean, I kind of think that the, that the anime is better than the manga, but I haven't really read all of it, so I can't be sure. I think that I might go try to, after the season's over, I think I might try to go read some and, and see how it goes. And if it's great, uh, I might read ahead because there's like 200 and something, almost 300 chapters of this yeah. of this uh, thing. The chapters aren't very long, if I remember correctly, from what the one time I skimmed through it. Yeah. Um, so, the uh, yeah, that's the thing is the... Uh, this is, you know, uh, you're right about co uh, the comedic timing, uh, and that's you do get that better with the anime because you know the main character will look over and she'll snap to him and glare, or what he sees as this death glare. He's like, "Oh crap, she must be really upset," you know, like did I like I did something wrong? And then, and but then instead, it's not uh, 
she'll then reveal she's concerned or something instead or there's something else on her mind but he's just misreading the situation yeah um and because they can make that pause and make the sound effects and you get the full um you know that full experience uh opposed to just one panel looking at this you know an upset face next panel moving on to the actual dialogue and you know yeah it does provide a better window for um the delivery of emotion so yeah, yeah i completely agree with you on that yeah i will say one more thing that um i know this is pretty common in, in anime but um that first episode is like downright movie quality it is like fucking stunning every like They've pulled out all the stops, uh, spared no expense. It's beautifully animated. The colors are amazing. Uh, you know, characters don't ever really stop moving. It's awesome. And the, and the music, and it's well-written and the music comes together. It's like a 20-minute movie. Um, and then after that, I won't say the animation is like bad or anything because it's, it's fine, but it definitely comes back down to earth. Um, in that episode, in that second episode and, and seemingly, you know, uh, from, from there on. So that's something that I was kind of like amazed that first episode and I saw the second episode, I was like, ah, okay. I guess that was probably asking for too much to continue at that high of but a whenever level. you watch, whenever you see that opening trailer for, um, that trailer is very well animated. Oh yeah. I, I haven't seen the trailer. I, I'll, I'll go check that out. Um, I'm a trailer. I mean, uh, ta- the, the, the opening theme song. Oh um, yeah. yeah, that is really well animated. Yeah, they they call it sometimes a trailer, like the the opening and ending, um, you know, songs. Yeah. So the opening song, is, you know, like that whole uh, skit, uh, is very well animated. Um, it's like surprisingly so, and then you're like, what compared to the rest of it? Yeah, I mean, they they, they stylize <laughs> it's still good it. Quality. It's just it's just yeah. They like you, you mentioned pulling out all the stops. Yeah, uh, I mean, like, and I get it, you know, you've got to get people involved in this show. You don't have time to screw around. Uh, You got to put your best foot forward, however many, however many, uh, you know, metaphors you want to throw at it. Um, But it's, it's great. Like, even, even then, like, the rest of the show is animated adequately to very good. I think it's, I think the animation is good to, to my eye. It's just that that first episode is like, holy shit, man. This is fucking awesome. But I like I love this show. I don't know how many seasons they're going to go with it. I'd appreciate it if they kind of just stuck the landing at two, maybe three, even just one. Um, and then just let it be kind of something short and perfect. Um, but I'm definitely going to keep watching it. All right. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, so, outside of that, have you know uh, anything else you've been watching, or that's you know about it? So that's pretty much it for what I've been watching. Um, so I guess uh, let's jump over to what we've been playing. Um, so I, a while ago, um, since the last time we talked uh, on a podcast, I have been playing uh, Near Replicant. Um, so. Let's see. So this is a remaster of the original Nier uh, that came out in 2010 in Japan only. I think it was called Nier, Nier Replicant in Japan 2. Um, it had a sibling game that came out at the same time um, in Japan and America called Nier Gestalt. Um, that game had a different protagonist and maybe some other 
differences that, that I don't know about, but... Most of the story was the same, but the, the protagonist in Gestalt was the father uh, of uh, the the sick person. The sick person's a girl, and so you're either playing as the father in Gestalt, which was the US version, slash Japanese Xbox exclusive. Yeah, that's right. And then Replicant, you play as the sick girl's brother, and that was only in Japan, because essentially the Japan Japanese people were like, no one in the West wants... Uh, the pretty boy, and we saw the how what happened with Metal Gear Two, <laughs> you know the backlash. Yeah. So Metal Gear Solid Two, they're like, no one wants the pretty boy in, in the West. Uh, but now times have changed, and we're getting something that we never got before. the The story is mostly the same, just some of the you know, but it is a little different. The big difference in this one though is they fully voiced like all the dialogue, which is really neat. Dude, you're totally right. I forgot I wasn't gonna mention that, but uh, yeah, like. Everyone that you talk to is voiced. Um, it's pretty, it's kind of amazing, actually. Like, everybody, you could, yeah. any kid, any NPC, anyone you talk to, they are saying voice lines. And, you know, sometimes it's just okay. It's not like amazing, like acting or anything like that, but it is nice to see that. Um, the characters in this game are great. Like, the crew in this game is really fantastic. And um, it's what keeps me playing the game, even when it's boring, uh, which sometimes it it is. Um, and that's really because this game is a PS3 game and it feels like it. You, you start like running around in this world doing very simple kind of, you know, item collection, fetch quest tasks. And it takes a good while for it to get going. There's a pivotal moment at about 10 hours um, that kind of changes things and, and gets you into, like, I guess, the real game. Um, but, uh, like, like everything from, like, the side quests to the systems in it, they, they just they did a good job with, with uh, remastering it. But it does feel dated in, in a lot of ways as far as game design goes. Um, still the combat is pretty good and the story is very good. So it's, it manages to be pretty compelling. Um, so, so the other thing that though, is that I played near automata or finish it rather for the first time earlier this year. And, um, a lot of the ideas from this game were recycled and improved upon in near automata a lot of the story ideas are that way um but like 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 automata is in most ways the better game um but i was kind of like i was kind of sort of surprised to see that like it was like oh automata like wasn't like a fresh brand new like idea they kind of did a lot of this stuff like yeah this was the foundation and they most definitely approved upon a lot of it for automata i can see that yeah uh, like i would say that if you're if you're somebody who hasn't played any of the near games um then i would say that you should probably play near automata first it's um especially if you're not sure that you're gonna like it because it is the the streamlined the more streamlined polished uh, version of these games 
but at the same time, like the crew in this game is just be- like it's better than Nier Automata. Like I like the characters in Nier Automata, but like I feel a lot more of an attachment to to these characters. They're more off the wall and just more fleshed out, I think, in a lot of ways. And it's 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 a good game. I'm about 30 hours in. I was gonna try to finish it and get the true ending at some point. We got some time, some holiday time coming up. I might do it then. Um, but it, it is also getting kind of long in the tooth for me. I, I feel like playing something else. So, so I'm not totally sure about that. But yeah, it's it's been a good experience so far, and I'm I'm glad that I got it in the bag. But uh, that's 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 pretty much what I've been playing. I've been playing a few other small things, but nothing that I can really talk about yet. Um, but uh, as for you, what have uh, you not been playing? Okay. So what happened was uh, at last weekend, I had uh, a good buddy of mine. Uh, we like to play beat em ups, you know? Uh, so, uh, the you know, Double Dragon, uh, Battletoads. Uh, we ended up uh, when Streets of Rage, the four came out, or was it four? Uh, the new Streets of Rage that came out, we ended up, you know, jumping on that right away. So we found out that on Game Pass, um, uh, River, River City Girls was leaving. So like, oh, we most definitely got to put time aside for this. So uh, I had some some friends uh, last weekend. They're like, yeah, so we're gonna do Back for Blood, right? I'm like, I'm sorry, man. We I got I got to ditch you all. Uh, we got to play. We got to play this. Um, river city girls because it's leaving it left on the 15th on monday so we're like all right we we got to put some time for this and we did uh so had it had it downloaded uh or i had to download it and then went ahead and went in and we're like wait a minute it, there's there's no online gameplay here wait but it's co-op right yeah it's totally co-op ah uh, it's it's couch co-op <laughs> yeah a couch co-op game uh so <laughs> we were like Oh, that there, there goes that planning, and it's like, okay, well, well, now what are we, what are we gonna do? Um, all right, let me see who's who's available for back for blood. Uh, no one, <laughs> everyone else. <laughs> yeah, there's something else, and apparently, the usual crew of people I could pick from, all all doing something else, not available to play. I'm like, all right, uh, let's see what else is on Game Pass real quick. Scrolling through, I'm like, oh, all right, I have this one already downloaded. A way out. Uh, he's like, you're interested? And he's like, my buddy was like, oh, I heard about that game. I'm like, he's like, yeah, sure, I'll download it. And then we wasted the next like 30 minutes to an hour <laughs> because he's like, okay, try to click on it. Oh, wait, it's an EA thing. Okay, what's my EA account? Okay, account recovery, find the EA. All right, I'm going to try to download it. Wait a minute, it's not letting me download. Like, did you link the two accounts? Okay, yeah, okay, let me link the two accounts. Nope, still saying that I have to buy it wait what so i'm like but it's letting me download a free trial or something like uh to demo or something in the game like, okay download it spend all that time downloading then he's like okay now that i'm in the game let me see if i can just send you an invite because it's still telling him that he has to purchase the dang thing so i sent him an invite and sure enough we loaded it in just fine <laughs> um at that point it was pretty late but we proceeded to play for the next handful of hours uh, so if you don't know anything about the game, uh, a way out, uh, the, this is a game by the guys who made, um, uh, what was that brothers, a tale, two sons. Yeah, that's it. Um, and that game was a unique story about 
two brothers going on an adventure but the the gimmick was you you um even though there's two brothers you can only play with one person or at least on one controller because one thumbstick controls one the other thumbstick controlled the other um so that was unique this game when it came out uh required two people and they gave out free like a handful of free codes for whoever buys the game so you can at least give the code to your buddy so they can play with you and this is a uh uh, it starts you off, uh, I believe it's sometime in the 70s, based off the guy's sideburns and their clothing. Uh, but you're in prison, and it's very much uh, a riff off of Shawshank. So if you've never seen Shawshank Redemption, then... You need to fucking do will. that. If you haven't seen Shawshank Redemption, <laughs> you need to fucking stop whatever you're doing right now. If you're driving, pull over uh, it, or stop in the middle of the road, get out your phone, and... Uh, Spend your last dollar to buy Shawshank Redemption and watch that. But yeah, that's all you can probably find it in a library for free, so I just recommend doing that one. Uh, but or you yeah, could do that. Don't spend your last dollar. <laughs> all I'm saying is it's worth it. <laughs> it is totally, it's totally an amazing film. Uh, it's you know all time classic, uh, but it's very much modeled after that. Uh, their uniforms are the denim prison outfits. Yeah. Um, some of the scene locations. Uh, one character asks for so the entire game is played simultaneously split screen even though my buddy is playing on his system i still see split screen so i can see everything he sees oh. um so i uh, yeah it's he's on a different spot of the the courtyard and i can see him walking to me and i can actually see him talking to the people he's talking to and then their dialogue will come up so i can actually hear all the things as well uh and the same you know vice versa so you know you uh you both essentially want the same person dead you guys want so you guys uh, agree to help each other escape so you can hunt down this bad guy um and it's you know you do the whole prison break uh and you know you got a one person will be a little lookout while the other person's trying to make noise and like carve you know carve out a hole like hole in the wall type of deal they're trying to you know as you fiddle with stuff and you're like okay quick uh you know like Quick, you know, go back to normal so that you, you know, like you can quick move, move the things everywhere. And you're just like, no, I'm nonchalant. Don't, don't worry about me. Um, and then you then have to be the lookout for the other guy, or like, oh crap, he's about to get found out. Uh, let me, let me just uh, snag the guard. Hey, uh, you know, doesn't your pay suck? You know, like just random. You know, it's just trying to make small talk to try to, you know, delay. Yeah, uh, and there's, you know, it's things like that. You guys have to. Uh, you know, one you might get separated. Like you, you know, one doesn't have a flashlight; the other one does. So you kind of have to aim. In you know, small things like that. The gameplay is really simple. It's not really that hard. Uh, the story is interesting. So if you like any game, uh, anything along the lines of a more story-driven thing, like um, Until Dawn or something like that. But you know, like that's a horror game, but still, it's more cinematic than it is game. Yeah. Uh, that's that's what I feel that this is. Uh, yeah. The game is the actual "quote unquote" game part is just um, filler. I mean, because yeah. or else you make it just movie. That's kind so of the way Brothers was. That's kind of the way Brothers Brothers was. It wasn't the puzzles were interesting enough, but it wasn't hard. It was it was kind of short and sweet, and it was mostly about kind of uh, some of the novelty, and then also the story was just sort of nice. And it yeah. looked and it, it was a good looking game for the time. I thought. So we um, we ended up uh, 
after we break out of prison like so there's they're really generous with the chapter select bits um because after i got done we got done playing for that evening i just went to the chapter select just to see um you know maybe theoretically how far we've been in and uh we've completed two major story chapters but within those story chapters was a lot of segments that you can load to yeah so they were very generous with those checkpoints are and the first bit was the prison uh breakout and then the second part was being a fugitive so like you're literally trying to you're you're getting chased and you're trying to you know make decisions and they there was a couple times where you and your partner can choose like we can either uh we can either be loud or we can be stealthy kind of deal and uh what it does is it lets you select you know uh the left option or the right option and you know you can see what the other person picks uh my friend and i we both are generally in agreement a lot of times when it comes to those things so we didn't really try to see what happens if one picks one and the other picks the other yeah so you know it's <laughs> like but we just generally went you know quiet and stealthy yeah you know least confrontational well and you know you, you, you play the game us, so yeah, you play the game like the way you want to play the game and sometimes that just it just works out that way so i, I mean you're only going to see sometimes you want to so be much... chaos you know and someone like no dude let's just go loud and hot let's see what happens you know <laughs> it's too late for that shit man i'm i'm chill man i just want to i just want to roll through this very quietly <laughs> that's yeah, cool dude uh, so so you liked it so would you would you I mean, it's a little bit of an older game but like would you recommend it to, to people dude especially if it's on game pass i totally uh, recommend it if you and your friend just want something it's a it's a it's an interesting enough story i'm kind of curious where it goes it's nothing uh it's it's relaxing i mean it wasn't i enjoying i'm enjoying my time and i want to see it to the end um it makes me super interested in uh the the game that they made after this called uh i think it's it takes two or it takes two oh did they make this too or did, did they make that too Yes, they made wow. that also. Okay. Um, <laughs> they made that also, yes. Um, or they also made that, I guess. Uh, I don't English is bad for me. English is hard, uh, dude. Despite it's me teaching it. Or <laughs> <laughs> right, I taught it, I should say. Uh, so the uh, they made uh, It Takes Two, which is uh, another two-player game where yeah. this one, you, you know, also you have to play two players. Uh, at least I'm pretty sure you can't play single. Yeah, and it's two-player. Um, this one is... Uh, also it's about a, uh, a married couple who is currently going through a divorce or they're going through marital troubles and their child happens to be seeing all this, uh, their young child and more or less through the power of child children magic, uh, somehow the parents got turned into yarn dolls of themselves. And now they have to work through the work through getting through the house and the backyard and all that Doubtfire 90s ass concept. Yeah. (laughs) You know, big, right? You yeah. know, like, you know, something like that. You know, it's just on that that le- level of children's magic. It's cute, so, though. But it's cute. It looks good. Uh, your your character, the two characters are um, the husband and wife are yarn dolls. Yeah. Um, and but once again, it's so if you know of that game at least, then this is the one that came before it. Yeah. And uh, if you like this game, then you might want to give that one, the the uh, other one a try. See, like so. these these co op games have always struggled, um, at least in past you know g- gamescape in in the past gaming landscape. But with with Game Pass, you know there might be a lot of new life for these games because it's hard to make a purely co op game um, because two people have to buy it, you know, and you usually want to play with your friends rather than some rando it's more fun with your friends so 
Like I would be really excited to see what they can do with, with co-op games in the future when they can just ship them straight to game pass and they'll probably get a lot more players for a lot longer uh, because it's available for something that you're already paying for. Yeah. Especially when it's a, if it's a narrative heavy game, uh, it makes it more difficult for replay value because once you see the story, that's really it. Uh, unless yeah. if you know you, it's a game that has like multiple endings or something, it's really hard to convince someone to play through the same story again. Unless if it's do they just absolutely love it? And so in this case, uh, the you know the price, the barrier to entry is really low. I mean, it comes with your subscription. Yeah. So <laughs> Andy I dandy. totally. I totally re- I recommend giving it a shot if even if you're remotely interested because you know you play a little bit of it you get that gimmick you you know you're like yeah this is fun playing two players and you know it's once again not that challenging so if there's someone that you want to play with that maybe doesn't play games a whole lot I think it's doable yeah sounds good man um, yeah well, and that's that's really about it for me well, cool man that's pretty much all we've been playing and uh, and watching but now we can go into the news. Um, kind of what's been going on there. So uh, this first news story is kind of, uh, it's kind of important to me. Um, so the Something Awful founder uh, named uh, Richard Lotax Kyanka uh, died um, this past week uh, at the age of 45, which is pretty young. Um, but uh, it's, it's kind of a story to me because uh uh, whenever I lived in Japan, I listened to um, a podcast from something awful. Gosh, I can't even think of the name of it anymore. I stopped listening to it after a few months, but but, but I, I did listen to it for a little while. Um, it's called, uh, can't even think of it. It's on the tip of my tongue. All right, just don't expose your history too bad. Oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I'll have to, gosh, what was that podcast called? Uh, the, it was something like the tag gun. I can't think of it, man. Um, I, I haven't listened to it in years, but, but it was really, it was really weird and interesting. And I, I just saw that, that, that he passed on. So I wanted to say something about it. Um, I'll think of it, uh, in the middle of something else and scream it out. But yeah, uh, what's the, um, so how did he pass away? I'm not sure. Uh, I just saw the headline. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't know if it gives details. Yeah, it sounds like it's not really giving details. Maybe it does, but I'm just skimming through. Which, you know, that's what they want to do. So it is what it is. But... Yeah. It's yeah. Unfortunately, bad. I didn't have much uh, much knowledge of uh, his career, so I can't really, um, you know, really say much about it. It's just That's you know, it. but unfortunately, being forty five is such so young. I'm sorry. What was that? It's very very young to be dying. The podcast is called "Welcome to Night Vale." Um, no way. Really? Yeah. That's one of. I mean, that's it's a podcast from something awful. So he might have worked on it or whatever. I don't know if he was like a voice or something on there, but, but, uh, welcome to night Vale was a something awful podcast. Night Vale is amazing. Uh, I'm curious what he did with it because I've 
I've only gone through like the first, I don't know, 50 episodes or something. I went through a lot. I, I it was, it's, it's amazing. So I'm really curious what his involvement was with it. See, I didn't start listening to it until it was like, I don't know. It, it was way past the beginning. Um, oh, yeah. I, I, I just jumped. I just jumped in and started listening to it. And I thought it was so fucking weird. And, and fu- it's absolutely weird. It is the, it is amazingly. So, I mean, uh, it's for those who, for those of you who don't know, welcome to night Vale is more or less a, think of it like, a a radio DJ who's just going through his business, but also talking about DJing from the town of night Vale, which is in the middle of the desert. And any, he, he just dryly just reads, reads these events of the, of the town and it goes. It covers everything from the supernatural to the you know paranormal to like aliens and like. But he reads it so just straight. Yeah. And and then this like talking about, um, you know like uh an air an airplane crashed in, in the gymnasium, but it came through a portal, and you know it's just it's just weird things like that. It's uh I, it's hilarious. I think um, what got me was like whenever they were talking about. He was like saying, danger, beware, there are roving bands of children through yeah. the streets <laughs> of Night Vale. And they just like leave a very strange, awkward pause and then go, in other news, and just like kind of go on from there. It was, it's uh, definitely a pretty weird experience. Yeah, there. It's like you just uh, the city council would like you to remember uh, that uh, that the dog park is open, but no one is allowed to walk uh, on the dog park. No dogs are allowed at the dog park. No people are allowed at the dog park. You uh, you are not supposed to know about the dog park. <laughs> you yeah. know, and then it just ends. And it's just like just that kind of weird X Files meets like Twilight Zone and uh, like. Uh, you know, outer limits. It's just so great. And it, but you have to be in the right state of mind. Cause if you don't have no clue, it's like, you just come into this and you're expecting, I don't know, something jovial. You're like, what, what is this garbage? Yeah. You know? it, it is definitely, it is definitely a very strange thing. And I think it finally moved on from that and became something different than when I started listening to it. And then I was listening to some other stuff and I was like, Oh, I'll just I'll just pass. I'm just gonna bounce off of this. But anyway, s- sad to see that he passed away. And yeah, that's, hope, uh, just just wishing is. his family the best. But yeah. So besides that, um, going on, uh, just another kind of announcement. Steam Deck's been delayed. Valve apologizes. Um, so yeah, this is kind of. Anybody who follows the video game industry would probably guess that this was going to happen at least once or twice um, with all the supply constraint issues. It's uh, been delayed three months uh, from December to February. So uh, people who were going to get it in December are now going to get it, get it in, in, at the beginning of next year, um, hopefully. And uh, yeah, so, but that's just kind of the world we live in right now. Yeah, uh, I mean, I wasn't surprised that it was pushed back. I mean, uh, honestly, it's uh, games and sales get pushed back all the time. Uh, we're having a hard enough time getting hardware that we want and that's currently out. So to expect the, this to have arrived on time, um, I think that was expecting a little much. Yeah, so. I mean, but yeah, that's, I guess that's why it's good to 
in this case, like pre-order, pre-order, uh, something like this, this in this, in this landscape, because you can just go ahead and, and, uh, and grab it. And even if it's late, you're still the first one to get it. But yeah. Um, so then another interesting thing I saw is uh, elder scrolls six Xbox exclusivity. So this is an article about how, um, uh, uh I think his name is Will Spencer. Um, says that the exclusivity is not about uh, is not about punishing PlayStation, but um, I didn't know that Elder Scrolls Six was going to be exclusive to Xbox. I thought it was obvious. <laughs> well, I mean, like like Elder Scrolls Five I mean, Skyrim, like was not. They bought the studio. Oh, okay. <laughs> Microsoft okay. bought the damn studio. No, uh, well, who makes like, this? The, what? I thought uh, I, I thought Bethesda makes this. They own Bethesda. Oh, they bought Bethesda. <laughs> Why do you think? I, I already think I the entire Bethesda catalog is on Game Pass. Oh, that makes sense now. <laughs> it all comes so together. The only the, the like only the games that. that were in contract uh, were the ones that were still coming out. For uh, for example, um, that the time game uh, that that's coming out. I time loop something something loop. Um, shoot. Uh, You're not talking about the arcane game, game, are you? Death yeah, loop? the one that. Deathloop, I, I thought that I thought that was also uh, acquisition by them. I could be wrong, but I think Arcane uh, broke away from Bethesda, but I don't know. Anyway, I, I thought they I thought that was one of the ones that got that got brought. But anyways, they, there's a couple games that were that were in contracts beforehand, uh, and they're like, yeah, that's fine. That's why you can see, uh, you know, they'll still go on, and they'll have an Xbox on the uh, or Microsoft on on the box art. Uh, yeah. But yeah, since since Bethesda's owned, uh, you know they own uh, Elder Scrolls. Of course, they're gonna keep all the uh, these other choice franchises to themselves because it's gonna make them more money. I guess and... I I knew that, but I just Bethesda has had so much bad press every single time that I've heard anything about them that I guess I just put that part of of them being owned by Xbox now or Microsoft just out of my mind um and I, I don't know but now that you're saying that i'm like yeah i guess i did know that that bethesda is is in that situation being owned by mac being owned by xbox essentially but yeah like um it's uh i don't know are, are you excited about elder scrolls 6 i'm not an elder scrolls fan uh, I I respect for what the, what they do. Um, I used to be really excited about them. The game is uh, I have a really hard time with, um, especially Elder Scrolls versions of open world games. Um, yeah. I when you give me a sandbox and then tell me I can go anywhere, it's really hard for me to do anything because I end up I'm I'm of the mindset of um, in an old RPG RPG fashion. I follow the main quest. I find a side quest, I complete the side quest, I keep on going. You give me a bunch of town with a bunch of side quests, I do all those side quests first, and then I continue the main story. Oh, because dude. by the time I'm on the main story again, my guy is super powered, and I, I could just, you know, curb stomp the, the next, you know, the boss at the end of the game. Yeah. Now, when it comes to... Um, you like your hallway uh, JRPGs. <laughs> uh, I mean, I do like a good open world. I mean, I loved yeah. uh, Fallout. I I think in that Fallout Three, uh, I've I did everything for all with all the DLCs. I completely, hundred percent of that game. Um, the the concept, the difference between that, 
and uh, uh, at the time it was Morrowind, uh, the third Elder Scrolls, and then Oblivion, was um, Morrowind. I came to that late, so a lot of my friends, you know, talked to me about it. I'm like, that's just, I, that's just way too much for me to handle. So when Oblivion came out, cool, let me jump on that. Uh, I really was excited about it. You know, Patrick Stewart's in it. This is going to be cool. Oh, man, they got rid of him in the first, like, 15 minutes. Damn. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what they do with a lot of the big name voice actors in in, in their lines. But I'm like, okay, let, let's play this. And like, that's when they started doing the uh, the enemy leveling uh, match. You know, like the enemy levels rose with yours, and it prevented me from power leveling my character. Uh, and come, you know, and then I'm like, dang it, this, you know. So it was it was a little disappointing on that front. And it, once again, because it's it didn't really have a, a really good self guide system, and it's just like. I like to look when I'm playing uh, any type of game. I like to look around every nook and cranny. Like if I'm playing a Metroidvania style game, I'll 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 search everything. Problem is when you have the world that big, it was just too much to search. And yeah. you know, with at least with um, Fallout, the one that made that different is I liked the combat better in that game uh, better. I think, and also the aesthetic uh, that post. I've always liked the Fallout games, so I had that um, connection yeah. that made me really want to play three more. Uh, and then Liam Neeson being your father, I'm like, okay, come chasing after your father. I'm like, that's a cool gimmick. And so, and you get, you get a dog. So you look like Mad Max. That's awesome. All right. I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to get my, you know, cause there's, what's that? Meat, meathead is the dog, I think. Uh, so I always followed those games and then I tried to, I tried Skyrim. I played it on the PlayStation three, which was the wrong system to play it on. Cause it was yeah. a little buggy. Yeah. Um, and also once again, I just, it just, it's just really hard for me to, is the game looked ugly <laughs> like it was just really hard for me to get behind it i, I love the song the soundtrack the theme song was amazing yeah. uh it got me so hyped and i was so pumped and i'm like i'm gonna try this again and afterwards they're like maybe these elder scroll games just aren't for me um, well i mean like you, can, you know the thing that's with, all there is the thing with 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 these kind of games i think total biscuits at it best um it's an ocean of content an inch deep it's just like all this stuff that you can do but none of it really has any depth to it. It's like you do a quest and you get a thing and then you're done with that and you go on to the next little thing. Um, and it's sort of that over and over again. And kind of once I realized that um, it, 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 I just couldn't really do it anymore. Um, I think that there was a time for these games or for those, for that kind of game rather, uh, but the gimmick, if you can call it that, the time has passed for it. And I think that the kind of the, the jankiness of Fallout 4 and Skyrim, you know, you can't really get away with that anymore to me. Maybe some people are okay with it. Um, but I, I, if they, whatever they do with this Elder Scrolls 6, I hope that it's a little bit more of a um, catered experience. And that they put a little bit more effort into maybe making it a little smaller, but just more respectful of my time, I guess. Um, but anyway, I just thought it was it was kind of interesting. No, it is. But I mean, I know some people are going to be really surprised about it. Uh, I I think it's the, the the as a business standpoint, it's no it's a no brainer. Oh yeah, I, I just I just forgot uh, that they own Bethesda. Um, yeah. But you're, yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah, of course they're not going to fucking let have Sony. Uh, I mean, I guess they could make money off of that 
still, but if it's going to sell PlayStations, why would they, like, why would they do that? Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, so no, I'm, I'm totally, uh, not going to play this one. <laughs> I mean, I, uh, it's like, you'd have to, it'd have to be really amazing for me to turn my head and you know what, if it comes on game pass, yeah. uh, then, you know, then I'll, I might give, I might dabble in it. That's and that's probably what I'm the, best, the best thing about game pass is it, I'll probably end up trying it because of that. It's just low barrier to entry. It's like, well, if it's the hot new game may as well try it for a minute, but yeah, sure thing. So, yeah. So, um, also more kind of Xbox news. I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, also, this is also coming from Video Games Chronicle. As rights issues block more Xbox back compatible games, Phil Spencer calls for legal emulation. So this article is basically saying that this last batch of games that they are making backward compatible um, or, or bringing, uh, let's see, uh, the company claimed that 76 new games added to its backwards compatibility library would be the last uh, due to legal and technical constraints. Um, presumably an industry-wide emulator standard would solve such issues. And it kind of goes on to talk about how Phil Spencer um, is saying that, you know, we can't really, like, as far as money concerns and things, we can't really keep doing backwards compatibility because it, it's so difficult. Um, but if we could have an industry-wide emulation thing that they agree on, then they might be able to do that. Um, and I just thought it was interesting that somebody that high up is calling for, you know, emulation. Yeah. Uh, it's, it is a, a bold statement or uh, a stance because, uh, uh, you know, that leads to piracy, you know, in a lot of cases. And at least that's what the companies like to think. Uh, but at the same time, if you have a standard, at least you can guarantee the quality because lately there's been a couple games that have been um for example the new um the new grand theft auto definitive edition like that quality <laughs> on that one is pretty uh lackluster uh yeah. from if you watch a lot of the reviews been hearing about that. and so i mean if you kind of adhere to a certain standard you can you know you can kind of do better things with it in the end uh, i mean not necessarily like Oh, it's, it's it would help uh, also just preserve a lot of the old stuff and make it quicker. Uh, you don't have to try to re you don't have to get a hire a big team to do from the ground up because you have a, a skeletal frame to work with, in yeah. theory, anyways. That's true, and it's funny because you know, Xbox Phil Spencer is saying we need legal emulation, we need some kind of emulation standard. You know, meanwhile, eh, and probably rightly so, Nintendo is suing the hell out of a out of that Bowser guy um, for, you know, his emulation uh, whole scheme that, that was going on. Um, yeah. But he's taking, if I remember correctly, he was, he took a free emulator and then started selling like the rights to download or something like, or like, you know, he's taking the things he got for free and he's turning around and just yeah, selling I mean, he, that. He, he was doing some definitely like illegal stuff, but like, I don't think you would ever hear a company like Nintendo, call for some kind of legal emulation oh. they're like the, no. company, the company that literally had emulators for the wii and the wii u and made you buy the games again from from one system to the other yeah 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 fuck that shit but you know <laughs> it, it's just interesting and it's another one of those things where you know xbox in a lot of ways is more forward thinking ironically as it looks back on games preservation and stuff like that 
Um, yeah, even if it's, you know, the cynic in me is like, well, they're just doing it to get the, um, the fair weather people, the people who don't actually know what's going on. Like it's, it looks good on a headline. So there you go. Uh, you know, it's true in the back end, they, they want to be able to be the ones who hold the license because if it's legal, that means you have to pay for the new standard. Um, and if they're the ones to back it, you know, like they promote it they create it or somehow, you know, and then therefore everyone pays them for the right to use it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't doubt they have money making scheme that, you know, they can make some fucking money off it. I'm sure, uh, somehow, but you know, it's, it's just, it's just kind of interesting to see where it's going to go. Um, so that's it for that one. Uh, a couple more here that get a little bit more serious. Um, so this is also from good video games, Chronicle departing blizzard boss, says she was only offered pay parity with a male co-studio head after resigning. So uh, her name's Jen O'Neill. She claims Activision Blizzard rejected multiple requests for equal pay with uh, somebody else with the same job that happened to be be male. This is just another, in a long line of crazy-ass shit coming out of Activision Blizzard. And it's just, I mean, it's, it's sad. I... I don't always think that, you know, like, I, I don't always think that, that, that women are paid less because they're women, but this is a clear cut case of like, you're in the same studio, you have the same fucking job and he's making more than you. Like, I don't know, like, I don't know how you parse that i mean maybe with yeah experience, i mean i but... mean some some people were trying to cover like defend them by saying like you know tenure like time and position or like the the amount of knowledge they had but i'm pretty sure wasn't she in charge of vicarious visions or something like that beforehand so she has experience she has qualifications um and they they, they appointed the you know, her like and because you know she was capable and but they you know they kind of were trying to do it as to to deviate the heat. They're like, yeah, we're see, we ha- we're hiring a female. Like you guys stop ragging on us so much, and then they turn around and then literally shoot themselves in the foot by being, being like, she like she brought this attention to their to their attention. They're like, hey, I I would like equal pay. That's you know that should be right. And they're like, yeah, that's not gonna happen. And it's just like you do one thing to try to make yourselves look better, and then you turn around. It's one step forward, two steps back. It's like you're you guys are fools for, um, you know. It's like, and then it wasn't until after she stepped down, they're like, oh wait, 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 you know, we apologize. Uh, why don't you come back? You I know, mean, nope. after like, there's already egg on their face, and she's like, no, fuck yeah. you guys. Like this is something that that uh, that that uh, Jen O'Neill said. She said, when Mike and I were placed in this same co lead role, we went into the role with our previous compensation, which was not equivalent. Oh, okay. Um, uh, it remained that way for some time well after he made multiple rejected requests to change it to parody. So, I mean, so basically it sounds like they went in with what they were, you know, willing to settle for. Um, and, you know, she came in lower, I guess. Um, and uh, he didn't. I don't know. Like, at, at that point, yeah, the company probably should have said, after she asked one time, the company should have said, yeah, like, let's think of the newspapers. Like, what is this really going to look like? 
And how much, I mean, how much is it? How much is it worth really all the bad press? It's, it's just stupid. If you're doing the same job, I mean, it's like, yeah, maybe she has less experience or something like that, but they're doing the same job after like a certain amount of time, like a short amount of time that she shows that she's not on probation anymore. Then yeah, she probably needs to be upgraded to that same level of pay. Otherwise, yeah, but when you're hired bad. at that high level position, there is no probation. That's the thing. Yeah, like, that's no, that's the other thing. Is it's <laughs> like that. I mean, there's no probation. You fucking you're you're in charge of millions of dollars worth of work and and equipment and people. You're managing like, yeah, yeah. Especially when it's exact same role. If it was not it wasn't the same role, or was it a different game on a different game or some different section of the company, I could kind of see you know, that there's extenuating circumstances that make it more complicated, but this is, this is, this is kind yeah. of egregious. Yeah. They done messed up again. That's all there is to it. I mean, it's unfortunate that she had to be put through that kind of crap and you know, it's, she'll, she'll most definitely find something better, but it's just, I think she Blizzard, did. Yeah. yeah Blizzard's going to be just, you know, they're just digging their own hole. They're just That's eating all. shit. I mean, they're, they're going to be for a long time. Which leads me into the next thing. Um, so Activision reportedly says no evidence means zero tolerance policy can't be applied to CEO Bobby Kotick. So company is said to have doubled down on defense of its CEO during an all-hands meeting. So kind of the backstory of this is Bobby Kotick is uh, being accused of... Um, he's being accused of not acting on harassment that he knew about. And then also even worse, um, being, uh, being, um, at fault, uh, for, uh, let's see, let me find out. Let's, let's see if I find the quote exactly. Um, so, so it was basically, he was accused of, of some kind of, uh, sexual harassment, um, and nothing came of it. I I believe there's also um story about how um someone else he knew was charged and he came to the, their defense and he's the one who got that person like off the hook. Um uh, you know so it's like he blatantly was covering for someone and you know there was that you know if that's the case the accusation was there and he you know despite him you know saying it's you know whether the accusation was True or not, there's still an accusation, so that means he should have at least known about that much. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, it's, there's no way. There's no way he didn't know. That's yeah. you know. That's, it, yeah, I mean, there's yeah, there's there's no way he didn't know. Especially, it says I found it. Uh, he was guilty of personally mistreating several female employees, um, is what the allegations are. So you know, if if those things are found to be true, that those things are found to be true where he knew about them and did nothing. That's, that's bad enough. Um, and if it's found to be true, he did actually, um, mistreat female employees or any employees, then that it's just not okay. Um, but they're saying that there's no evidence right now. Oh, of course they would say that, you know, I guess, I guess we'll see, you know, it just, it just sucks, but they'll, you know, whether or not they make it out of this, like whether or not he makes it out of this, I'm, I'm sure that he's not going to, I wouldn't want to give him a chance, but I'm sure he's not going to fuck up again because 
man, it's, it's so like anything he did, he does for the rest of his life in this industry is going to be watched like a hawk. Well, I believe didn't his predecessor or so, or one of the other higher ups all just recently, he, they stepped down uh, for, you know, before that. And so it's only natural to think that the, the only, the next course of action is if he doesn't get charged legally is for him to step down. I know that, uh, I know that I think it was him that decided to take, uh, like a minimum salary um, because of as a act of contri- I don't know what you would call it, but like as a I'm sorry or the company is sorry and this is not okay, so I'm going to take less money. I mean, he's a multimillionaire, so you know, taking $62,000 a year uh, minimum salary is not really, I don't, I don't even, I don't even know why that's minimum salary, by the way, but uh, you know, him taking that, that little money is sort of just a, an empty gesture. Um, It's something I, it's a gesture, I guess. But anyway, it's just, it's just very icky, all of this. And I can't wait till it's, I really hope that it's, that we can find out some truth and can get to the bottom of a lot of it so that we know whether or not we want to support this company. You know, not that I would play um, any games. But. No, the the answer is no. The answer is you don't want to you don't want to support the company. The answer is there's there's almost nothing they can do at this point to fucking save their face, save face to help turn things around. You, uh, they burned all the bridges and they just need to um, to literally you know scorch earth around them and then build up again. I think because... you're right. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, it's just that's just all there is to it because I mean at this point in the game. Uh, you know, it's like, uh, you know, things are going bad for them. Uh, the more, the more they try to fix things, the more things get worse and the more things come to light. Um, so if you want to try to save the Activision name, you clean house and you start again and you, and you start with a new, uh, new foundation and you move forward. Um, you know, you got to do it right. You can't just, you know, patch things up, you know, real quick and hastily and hope that that holds. Yeah, I guess what I'm trying to say is I hope that it doesn't get settled out of court. I I would like to see real evidence be made public um, to show that you can't get away with this kind of thing, you know. Um, Yeah. And so many times these companies will figure out a way to pay people off um, so that they're technically – you know, they technically are not guilty of anything and it, that needs to stop because, because they need to be held accountable. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty much it for the news, I think. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, I think that's pretty much it for us in general. Um, is there anything else? Oh, wait, not quite, not quite. We have a little bit more. Um, just a tad though. Uh, last thing is, um, just, uh, let's see to switch back over to this. And then, uh, so last thing is just a little bit of signal boost. It seems to be the season for steam sales. Uh, I looked up a thing online. Um, not sure if it's true, but some people were guessing that uh, the next steam sale should be November 22nd. So that's going to be Monday, um, as of this recording. And then, uh, so don't, don't buy that game yet. Hold off and wait and see if it's going to be on steam sale. Uh, and then maybe, make your move after that. If you're looking for games, 
Um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about is uh, watch this video on YouTube called uh, The Five Laws of Stupidity from a uh, from uh, the, 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 the creator is a thing called TVL Podcast. Um, it's a pretty interesting little video about this, uh, about stupidity and how this, uh, it, this Italian scientist, um, came up with this theory about it. And basically like what the theory says is that you can break stupidity and intelligence down into four categories. So like if you help yourself and help others, then those are those that like, that's like intelligent intelligence rather if you help yourself and hurt others that's like being a, a bandit essentially he calls those bandits if you uh, help others but not yourself then he calls those people um, helpless just like helpless kind of people and then if you hurt others and yourself through your actions that's what he categorizes as like true stupidity. And it's, it's interesting because he, he doesn't just say like these kind of people are stupid or those kind of people are stupid. He says like, there are stupid people everywhere in any occupation, in any walk of life, lawyers, doctors, mechanics, you know, babysitters, everyone has a potential to be stupid. Um, and he also talks about how, like, smart people never or always underestimate how damaging stupid people can be. Um, and it's and it's kind of like something that they that people need to be aware of um, that, like, well, if you have a stupid person in your midst, you need to get them out. <laughs> you need to figure out a way to resolve that because they'll do more damage than you can even like think of anyway yeah, the, the term the phrase back in the day was beware of stupid people in numbers yeah uh, because they're the ones who cause you know mob mentality and you know it's like they can swing the stupid people in numbers can do way more damage than anything else uh yeah, yeah so all right that's interesting it is very interesting all right so what you got all right well this is actually going back to um the first bit of news uh about richard uh low tax um Kianka. Um, so I just quick did a, a wiki search and it did say that um, he passed away uh, via suicide. Uh, and so sad. So not, not knowing, you know, the situation, but um, it's just, uh, I just wanted to do just, you know, a little shout out, uh, you know, it's like to the family is, you know, it's really hard. Uh, but just also just to let people know that, uh, especially in the, with the most recent, you know, times being as hard as they are. Um, to let people know to try to go out and if you need to uh, seek help, uh, talk to a friend, uh, talk to a professional. Uh, there's there's nothing wrong with that. Um, it's still has a stigma behind some of it for some people, and they're just uh, you know I'm not sure the situation for uh, him specifically, uh, but I just as a whole I've I've lost uh, some friends as well. Uh, it's uh, it's really hard uh and it's one of those things that you don't really know uh as a family member you or a friend you sometimes it's sometimes it's hard to see the signs uh so because of that 
uh, it's like, you know, all the friends and family would love to help, but it, without it, some, you just sometimes they're either really good at hiding it or it's just one of those things you don't see until it's far too late. So if you're suffering through any uh, kinds of um, depression or uh, anxiety, emotional issues, uh, don't be afraid to get help. Don't be afraid to ask uh, your friends and family. Uh, I'm I'm almost positive they'll all want to do do their best to help you. And it's really, uh, it takes time. I mean, it's one of those things that uh, you you go to see someone, uh, you won't get the magic answer right away. It'll take a little commitment. And I know it's, it's a lot easier said than done, but at least it's making a step uh, and it's trying to do the best you can. Uh, but also, like I said, um, try to hopefully rely on your friends and hopefully they'll be the support network you need. Um, there's a lot of other groups out there that can be there in, if you don't have anyone or uh, if you just can't turn to them in a certain situation. There's other people, you know, uh, there's people out there like you and you're not alone. Uh, so that's just something I personally wanted to say about that. Yeah, that's, that's really important. Um, if you are going through something like that, um, you know, reach out to someone that loves you, um, at the very least. And also, you know, call a therapist. There's, there's a lot of different options now. Um, there's online stuff. Uh, and it's, it's really, even if you're not sure you need it, uh, I think it's worth it to, to just talk to somebody, even if you're not feeling great, even if you're, if you're not suicidal or anything, you're just sad or, you know, you can't seem to get out of, out of some kind of malaise. Therapist will work wonders, um, in a very, in a, in a pretty short amount of time in a surprisingly short amount of time. It's, it's not a cure, but, but I think that anybody'd be surprised at how quickly a therapist can work. And, you know, like therapists are not a one size fits all kind of thing. You're not going to be able to just pick a random therapist and, it work out, you know, fine. Uh, you might have to search for one, but, uh, go through, go through a couple, but you know, but whatever you're feeling, tell somebody about it. Um, and you know, somebody in your life, whether you think so or not, there's somebody in your life that cares about you. And, um, just, we, we just hate to lose, um, people, especially somebody like, like, uh, like, like, uh, Kianka here. I mean, it's, it's just, there's just no sense to it, man. It's we need people around. <laughs> Somebody needs you around. Um, yes. And unfortunately it's just when you're, um, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to see out of the haze when you're in, uh, when you're in a situation. Um, but it's just, you know, uh, just realize that, you know, there is someone out there who cares for you and there is someone who there who will miss you. Um, it's, you know, it's hard to tell at that time, but, you know, it's honestly, there's, there's more to it. Uh, and it's, it's one of those things that, uh, do your best isn't going to cut it because like anyone can say that. And it's, it's, it sounds like empty words. Um, but honestly, it's like, you know, your friends and family do want you. Uh, and it may, if you're having a hard time, just uh, go ahead and give it a, you know, like there, there's a number of things to do. Just that's all there is, is just try to find something that works for you because it's, um, 
once once you make that once once you make the decision to end it all, it's unfortunately uh, the wake uh, afterwards is it's you know you're it'll be felt and you can't recover from that. Um, just and people around you too. Yeah, you know? and that that's that's part of that. Um, it's one of those. Just please, you know, do what you know, like just try to help you know, like help you uh, get the help you need. I mean, it's there's a lot. There's just so much out there for you. There's yeah, there is. Like you mentioned, the online call centers. There's meetup groups. There's if you can't don't want to meet people, if you don't want to talk to someone face to face, you can do it over the phone. You can. I mean, now more than ever, there's more than op- there's more options. And also, it doesn't have the stigma that it used to. It still does for some people, but honestly, more and more people are getting uh, getting help. And even if it's over, just you know, even if it's just minor depression, I mean, or just you know, some social anxiety. I mean, you could you'll be surprised on how relating to someone or t- and letting them know uh, can really start to help lift your spirits. Um, but please, just do your best to to get help but you know, yeah it's one of the things that it sounds so empty coming from someone you don't know well i mean um, also on on the flip side like if you're if you're fine but you know somebody that seems like they're struggling um you know there are some things to look for um one thing that i have heard uh is you know s- certain kinds of of depression um, and, uh, kind of threats of suicide or something like that. They're not exactly, they're not always totally real. Um, they're not, uh, they're not really, so a, a person may not really mean it, but something that, um, at, at suicide, at suicide prevention hotlines, there's a, there's a key word that they look for or a key phrase that, that, that they look for. And um, or there might be more, but one of them is, um, I just want the pain to stop. If somebody that you know is talking like that, then then you've got to get involved um, in their life somehow. Because when people are blinded by some kind of pain that they perceive as never stopping, they will begin to act desperately. Um, so, so that's also just for people who, who, uh, have troubled people in their life, you know, uh, you know, act, if, if you see something, say something, um, and you might save a life. Yeah. Let them know that you care. Let your friends know that you, that you care. I mean, there's nothing, even if there's nothing wrong, I mean, it honestly will make your friends feel better knowing that you care about them. Uh, and same with family. It's just, uh, be there for those who you can be, um, yeah. You know, we don't live forever. And so even just try to, you know, help, you know, like I said, even if it's, even if this family member isn't depressed, just, you know, if you let them know that you love them and let them know that you're there for them, um, it'll just make someone's day. Uh, and if you think someone's needs help, uh, just, you know, reassure them, let them know that if there's ever a, uh, any time they need to speak to someone or let them know that you'll support them. I think that'll really help. Yeah. It's true, man. Right. Yeah, that's that's a that's a big downer to bring the show uh, to a close on, but I think it's I think it's very important and, uh, um, you know, something that that well, I mean, I'm sure it's going to come up again, unfortunately, 
but you know we'll 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 talk about it um as it does and and as, and as we need to yeah, yes man. um well uh yeah i thank you all for um you know coming to the show we're here at you know it was episode five yeah and uh at the time of the recording it's uh friday uh november 19th uh now now it's the 20th <laughs> yeah and, we started it ju- uh, just just switched past to midnight so we we really appreciate you all for uh for coming in and listen you know spending your time with us and you know i'll let you take us out yeah so that's gonna do it for me and joe and uh the another dead pixel podcast um yeah until next time thanks for tuning in all right yep bye